Come on, rain. Come on, rain, I say, squinting into the endless heat. Mama lifts a listless vine and sighs. Three weeks and not a drop, she says, sagging over her parched plants. The sound of a heavy truck rumbles past. Uneasy, Mama looks over at me. Is that thunder, Tessie, she asks. Mama hates thunder. I climb up the steps for a better look. It's just a truck, Mama, truck, Mama I say. I'm sizzling like a hot potato. I ask Mama, may I put on my bathing suit? Absolutely not, Mama says, frowning under her straw hat. You'll burn all day out in the sun. Up and down the block, cats pant. Heat wavers off tar patches in the broiling alleyway. Ms. Gray's and Ms. Vera bend, tending beds of drooping lupines. Not a sign of my friends Liz or Rosemary. Not a peep from my pal Jackie Joyce. I stare out over rooftops past chimneys into the way off distance, and that's when I see it coming. Clouds rolling in, gray clouds bunched and bulging under a purple sky. A creeper of hope circles round my bones. Come on, Rain, I whisper. Quietly, while Mama weeds, I cross the crackling dry path past Ms. Glick's window, glancing inside as I hurry, boy. Ms. Glick's needle sticks on her phonograph, playing the same notes over and over in the dim, stuffy cave of her room. The smell of hot tar and garbage bullies the air as I claim the steps to Jackie Joyce's porch. Jackie Joyce, I breathe, pressing my nose against her screen. Jackie Joyce comes to the door. Her long legs, like two brown string beans, sprout from her shorts. It's going to rain, I whisper. Put on your suit and come straight over. Slick with sweat, I run back home and slip up the steps past Mama. She's nearly senseless in the sizzling heat, kneeling over the hot rump of a melon. In the kitchen, I pour ice lemonade to the top of a tall glass. I aim a spoonful of sugar in my mouth and then a second into the drink. Got you some lemonade, Mama, I say, pulling her inside the house. Mama sinks onto a kitchen chair and sweeps off her hat. Sweat trickles down her neck and wets the front of her dress and under her arms. Mama presses the ice-chilled glass against her skin. Aren't you something, Tessie, she says. I nod smartly. Rain's coming, Mama, I say. Mama turns to the window and sniffs. It's about time, she mutters. Jackie Joyce in her bathing suit knocks at the door and I let her in. Jackie Joyce has got her suit on, Mama. I say, may I wear mine too? I hold my breath, waiting. A breeze blows the thin curtains into the kitchen, then sucks them back against the screen again. Is there thunder, Mama asks? No thunder, I say. Is there lightning, Mama asks? No lightning, Jackie Joyce says. You stay where I can find you, Mama says. We will, I say. Go on then, Mama says, lifting a glass to the lips to take a sip. Come on, Rain, I cheer, peeling out of my clothes and into my suit while Jackie Joyce runs to get Liz and Rosemary. We meet in the alleyway. All the insects have gone still. Trees sway under the swollen sky. The wind grows bolder and bolder. And just like that, rain comes. The first drops plop down big, making dust dance all around us. Then a deeper gray descends and the air cools and the clouds burst. And suddenly rain is everywhere. Come on, rain, we shout. It streams through our hair and down our backs. It freckles our feet, glazes our toes. We turn in circles, glistening in our rain skin. Our mouths wide, we gulp down rain. Jackie Joyce chases Rosemary, who chases Liz, who chases me. Wet, slicking our arms and legs, we splash up the block, squealing and whooping in the streaming rain. 
We make such a racket. Miss Glick runs out on her porch. Miss Grace and Miss Vera come next, and then comes Mama. They run from their kitchens and skid to a stop. Leaning over their rails, they turn to each other. A smile spreads from porch to porch, and with a wordless nod, first one, then all, fling off their shoes, skim off their hose, tossing streamers of stockings over their shoulders, our bare-legged mamas dance down the steps and join us in the fresh, clean rain, while the music from Ms. Glick's phonograph shimmies and sparkles and streaks like night lightning. Jackie Joyce, Liz, Rosemary, and I, we grab the hands of our mamas, we twirl and sway them, tromping through puddles, romping and reeling in the moisty green air. We swing our wet and wild-haired mamas till we're all laughing under trinkets of silver rain. I hug Mama hard and she hugs me back. The rain has made us new. As the clouds move off, I trace the drips on Mama's face. Everywhere, everyone, everything is misty limbs springing back to life. We sure did get a soaking, Mama, I say. And we head home, purely soothed, fresh as dew, turning towards the first sweet rays of the sun. A Stowaway on Noah's Ark Once, in an ancient and troubled time, there lived a kindly old man who spoke to the sky. One day the sky spoke back. The people have become wicked and evil, said a mighty voice. I will send a great flood to destroy this wicked world and wash the land clean. All living clean shall be, things shall be wiped from the earth. You and your family alone will survive. Build a great ark of cypress wood to shelter creatures, both large and small. Choose two of each animal. This is the task I set before you. The old man obeyed. With the help of his wife, his three sons, and his son's wife, he began building an enormous ark of sturdy timber. After many years, the giant vessel was finally finished, and the old man sealed the seams with pitch, inside and out. Then the old man gathered all the animals of the world together. He told them what the voice in the sky had foretold of the coming disaster, about the terrible flood that would cover the earth and all living things. And he began selecting two of every creature to join him on the ark, just as the voice had commanded. Little Akbar was there in the valley where the animals were selected, but he was not chosen. Two mice had already been picked for the voyage. In the dusty maze of hoofs, paws, and general confusion, he had been overlooked. Disappointed, Akbar watched as those who had been chosen formed a column two by two, which stretched across the plain as far as he could see. When the line of animals finally began to move, Akbar followed along out of curiosity. After many days of walking, he saw the ark for the first time, looming like a mountain in the distance. It was enormous. Akbar had never seen anything so big. He watched in wonder as the cargo of walking, crawling, and flying beasts slowly filled the ark. Meanwhile, the midday sky was growing dark. Akbar heard the low rumble of distant thunder, and it frightened him. A great storm was surely coming, just as the old man had said. Akbar thought of the flood and shuddered. At that moment, lightning flashed close by, and thunder shook the earth. Akbar decided right there and then he would not be left behind. The old man had also been watching the sky. He and his sons were trying to get the animals aboard before the rain began. He was much too no busy to notice when little Akbar slipped onto the back of an ostrich and nestled among the bird's tail feathers. 
The soft feathers tickled Akbar's nose, and he nearly sneezed as the ostrich walked with its mate up the long gangplank and into the yard. But he had to be quiet and go unnoticed by the old man. Akbar had not been chosen. He was a stowaway. <gasps> Once aboard, Akbar sneezed so hard that he tumbled out of the ostrich's tail feathers and onto the hard wooden floor. The fall stunned him, but in a moment he was up and running for cover. The air was filled with sounds of every description. The screeching of birds, the flapping of wings, barking and growling, and loud, terrifying roars. His instincts told him there was danger everywhere. Scurrying across the deck, he darted under the shell of a huge tortoise that was dozing beside its mate. With all the creatures finally aboard, the old man and his sons pulled the wooden door shut against the coming downpour. Suddenly, a great shock of thunder shook the massive vessel, and the creatures all felt silent. The plip-plop of the first drops of rain could be heard striking the roof of the ark. The rain poured down day and night and did not stop. Streams, rivers, and oceans overflowed. Soon villages were washed away. Then towns and cities were drowned as the torrent increased. The water rose high over the treetops, finally covering the peaks of the highest mountains. The whole world was underwater. Nothing could be seen above the terrible flood except the ark pitching back and forth in the storm. The animals crowded close together inside the ark, frightened but snug and dry. Akbar was worried about being discovered by the old man. He knew he didn't belong, so he moved from place to place in search of a safe hiding spot among the other creatures. As the waves lifted and tossed the ark, Akbar hid in a forest of elephant legs. As the raging wind lashed the decks, Akbar hid high and dry in the mane of a seasick lion. After ten days of rain, he hid with a pair of storks in a nest of twigs. Still, the rain continued day and night. After twenty days of lightning and thunder, Akbar tried tucking himself into a rhino's ear, but he wasn't there long. It was a very uncomfortable hiding place. After thirty dark days, while the downpour continued, he burrowed in the folds of a sheep's warm, bushy wool. It was a snug place to hide, but the ram grew annoyed, so Akbar had to move on. At last, the rain came to an end on the forty-first day. The ark drifted over the silent world. Long days passed slowly. Then one day, a great wind blew down from the sky. It rushed over the waters and began to dry all that it touched. As the waters slowly receded, the ark came to a rest on a lone peak rising out of the ocean. The old man was hopeful. He believed it was a sign that they would survive. Akbar was excited. Forgetting to hide, he raced out onto the deck. He leapt up onto the railing and peeked over the side, where once he had seen nothing but ocean. Now a craggy mountain top appeared below him, reaching deep into the waters. Akbar remembered he was a stowaway and scampered on top of a giraffe hiding between its horns. He watched the old man below release a dove. The dove flew from the ark, rising into the sky. Akbar watched her go until she was just a white dot on the horizon, surrounded by water in every direction. The dove found no place to land. Water still covered the entire earth, except for the peak they rested on. Exhausted, she finally returned to the ark. Seven days passed, and the dove was again released. All day long, the old man, his family, and the animals watched the sky and waited. At dusk, the dove finally returned with a sprig of fresh olive in her beak. The old man knew that it meant the dove had found dry land. Surely, it was only a matter of time before the waters subsided completely. 
Soon, the mountaintop beneath the ark appeared to rise as the water gradually receded. They were safe now. The old man was sure. The animals, too, sensed that all would be well. They bellowed and roared and cackled and crowed while the water slowly went down. Finally, the old man and his sons opened the doors and let down the gangplank. The creatures spilled out, covering the land in every direction. Akbar just sat for a moment on firm ground. With the ark nearly empty, there was no reason to hide any longer. He looked all around and sniffed at the air. The earth had been washed clean. Akbar saw a family of mice leaving the ark. Just as he decided to follow along, he heard the old man's voice. Go forth and prosper and lead righteous lives, he said to his sons and their wives. We were blessed from the very beginning, the old man said, looking up to the sky. At that moment, the sun lit the earth and a glorious rainbow appeared. Akbar paused and looked at the old man, then at the sky and was very happy. Then the little stowaway scurried down the mountainside to join the others of his kind in the brand new world. Red Rubber Boot Day. I pressed my nose against the screen and smelled the smell of screen and rain. I listen, I watch. I may decide to get my crayons and draw the things I like to draw. Or I may build block cities. I may read. I like to read when it rains. I may play cars or cave. My best cave is in my closet. If it's slippery, window splashy rain, I make a party with my dishes. And if the rain is raining still, I go outside. I run, I am leaf, I am fish. I swim by Mr. Humphrey who lives next door, standing in his yard with no shoes on. And Mr. Humphrey says to me, it's a fine thing feeling wet grass on bare feet in green rain. I think splashing in boots is better. Red boots, my boots. Red rubber, rubber made for rain boots. I like slapping, stirring puddles. I like a day for boots. But when I wade into blue sky, I'm glad the sun is back. Waiting out the storm. Mama, yes, Buttercup, what's that I hear? It's only the wind in the treetops, my dear. Why does it whistle? A storm's on the way. The wind calls the raindrops to come out and play. They come when the wind calls. They burst from the clouds, skipping and leaping and laughing out loud. They spin and they tumble. They bounce on the breeze. They dance to the tune of the wind in the trees. Mama, yes, Buttercup, what's that I hear? That's just the rumble of thunder, my dear. It's too loud, I'm afraid. Oh, it's only a sound. Thum thunder stomps, thunder stumbles and bumbles around. What's it doing? It's racing up high, chasing the lightning all over the sky. But lightning's too tricky. It starts and it stops. It flashes and dashes between the raindrops. What will the turtles do? Oh, don't you fret. Turtles like being outside when it's wet. Like ducks? Yes, ducks paddle in water all day. Puddles are ducks' favorite places to play. What about chipmunks? They snuggle together, asleep in their burrows, deep in the wet, windy weather. And birds? Where do the birds go? Beneath Mama's wings. When rains fall and winds blow, the Mama bird sings. Hush, little chickadees, never you fear. 
There, there, you're safe now. And I am right here. We're comfy inside. Yes, we'll stay dry and warm, cozy together here out of the storm. Tomorrow the sun will shine, then we'll go play. We'll splash in the pond like the ducks do all day. But for now, let's just watch. It's a wonder to see. I'm so glad I have you to share it with me. So come on, darling buttercup, here where it's warm. Like chickadee babies, we're safe from the storm. While winds blow and rains fall, we'll wait out the weather. Cozy as bunnies. Yep, snuggling together. This is called Rain by Sam Usher. When I woke up this morning, it was raining. I couldn't wait to get outside. Grandad said perhaps it was best to stand words, but I said I liked going out in the rain. You can catch raindrops, splash in puddles, and look at everything upside down. But Grandad said, let's wait for the rain to stop. So we waited and waited, but did the rain stop? No. So I said, Granddad, I'd like to go on a voyage with ski monsters. And Granddad said, let's just wait for the rain to stop. But did the rain stop? No. So we waited some more, and Granddad got very busy riding. I said, Granddad, I'd like to visit the floating city with acrobats and carnivals and musical boatmen. And Granddad said, quick, let's go. I need to get this in the mail. But had the rain stopped? Yes. There wasn't a moment to lose, so we got ready and stepped outside. It was time for an adventure at last. Granddad made me captain. It started to rain again, so we caught raindrops, and Granddad let me mail his important letter. Back on dry land with warm socks and hot chocolate, Granddad said, See, the very best things are always worth waiting for, and I agreed. I hope it rains again tomorrow. Thank you.